You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Okay, our pre-show discussion we were just talking about. Um, the movie we're doing this week... Well, it's not called the pre-show discussion. It's the right. before, the after the show. The movie we're doing this <laughs> week, the uh, kids are alright. And if you go and have a look at the... Um, DVD box, which actually isn't the movie poster because I just looked at the movie poster. It doesn't feature the faces at all, just right. just uh, text. But if you go and look at the DVD box, typical looking Blu-ray box where they just have to fit all the pictures of the main actors in little squares. We've seen it a hundred thousand yeah, times. Amazing. Um, Annette Benning mostly looks like she has been airbrushed. Very much so. Uh, we not, did, like not a, in real life, but some smarmy. No, like we say, on. we just watched the movie for a, an hour and a half, so we know in high def, so we know <laughs> intimately exactly what her face looks yes, like. Yes, she is not smooth. She, she is in a middle aging, beautiful. Oh God, don't get me started already, because I'm totally in love with More her. More middle aging. She's gorgeous. She's older than that, right? Middle aging is what I call it when you're on she the like your mom, tail though? end of fifties, maybe. No, she's I think not. she was sixty. My mom is sixty nine. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking 65 for <laughs> No, maybe she's not I'm 65. Too... No. Oh, my God. She would hate me. When she listens to this, she's going to be so pissed. But anyway, um, we've seen it a lot, and I notice it a lot because I look at a lot of Blu-ray covers. And um, what's the problem with people looking like they really look? Like, she looks like she really looks in the movie. It's a waltz and all kind of movie. She looks like she looks. Um, in fact, she looks... When we see her in real life in the extras, she actually looks. She looked younger to me than, than she yeah. Did in the well, movie. she was done her own way. Yeah. Where in the movie, she's meant to look like a middle aging surgeon. But this cover, when you look at her on the cover, it doesn't even. It's not resemble. It's like it, somebody took that little uh, brush pen of theirs and just went. Woo, 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 so uh, what we're saying here is, um, don't be fooled by the cover. No, this is... Mo- <laughs> it doesn't even look like... You can't even say, oh, she looks 45. She just oh. looks like plastic. So. Yeah, she just looks like... Not that that's even... Why are we like, she had, like she had Joan Rivers surgery or something. So is this our pre-discussion of the cover that we would get to later? Yeah, well, I'll say <laughs> right up front, I don't like the cover. I prefer yeah. the movie poster, which okay. is just that font with yeah. their names, all five of their names, and then the kids are all right right down the middle. Oh, that's all right. Yeah, look better than this. This just looks crap. I anyway, get a little tired of everybody's faces, to be honest. Like it's real common, like that. Um, when we watched uh, James Gandolfini, it was exactly almost exactly the same. Yeah, color. I oh. want stuff. I want something that I would like to not necessarily frame. Like those posters we saw today of this, the Oscar nominated. Yeah, movies. those are cool. Yeah, like uh, artistic, cool. A little artist rendering of. The vibe of the movie. Paintings of, of yeah. the vibe of the movie look way better than just like the social network's boring-ish um, movie poster where it's just Jesse Eisenberg looking Oh, I thought it. you liked that one. No, not the movie poster, I don't. I like the cover. Uh, I like the Blu-ray cover that was just words. Right. Oh, yeah. It's the just a big picture black. of his face on the... It's really crappy. I just thought it was boring. So, um, moving on to... Uh, it is Sunday. Starting the show. It is Sunday, February the 13th. 2011. Do you have anything you want to say to me? Since it is February the 13th? No, there's nothing on February the 13th. How about tomorrow? You want to tell everybody how you feel about it? Happy Hallmark (laughs) 
um, invented holiday. Do you think it was Hallmark? How do you even know? It was invented by... You're saying corporate holiday. Happy corporate love holiday. Okay, there are some historians who would disagree with you. I don't necessarily disagree with you. Yeah. But I don't want any hearts, chocolates, okay, let me, candies, let me, I say to you, diamonds. I love you every day. I don't need a day to show it to you. Oh my god. That's so awesome. You're going to make me cry. Thank it you. is awesome, because you are nice that's, every day, but you I'm, don't give me diamonds every day, so that's I don't fine. have any. If I had some, you could have them. <laughs> you give me a diamond, I'm telling you now, I'm selling it, and I'm buying myself something else. Like, I don't even know what. Some more of these shoes. I love these I give these you those shoes. shoes. Oh my God, all right, I let's, let's get All right, let's get on with this. We're okay. going to be here all day. Sunday, February the 13th, 2011. This is after the show number 159. The movie we're going to be looking at this week is The Kids Are All Right. I always thought, I thought it was The Kids Are All Right. And I, this, this week when I was typing up all the templates, I put all right, but it's all right. So um, I have to go back and check that all my templates aren't wrong. So um, this is a... All wrong. <laughs> yeah, all wrong. <laughs> This is a 2010 movie nominated for four Academy Awards this year. Uh, Best Picture, Best Supporting Actor for Mark Ruffalo, um, Lead Actress for Annette Bening, and Best Writing for the Director. Oh, why didn't Julia? Yeah, Julianne, oh, Julianne Moore. Yeah. Uh, not. People she, want to call it Juliet Lewis. Ju- I have no idea why. Julianne Moore was nominated in uh, BAFTA and some other right. award ceremonies, but not not for the Oscar, unfortunately. Oh, man. So, um, man, man, man. So this uh, was released on Blu-ray and DVD on the 16th of November 2010. We've had this one for that long. Uh, I just cropped it up because it was um, Oscar time. And right. uh, this one happened to be Best Picture. I can be honest with you. I had no idea what it was. Even when I was oh, walking I down the stairs and we have a marquee over the entrance to the... Well, it's the basement, but we call it the home theater. Um, there's a marquee there that you change every week with the little letters and all that. It said the kids are all right, and I'm like, I have no clue what this is about whatsoever. Like no clue when it's last week. I told you it was the best picture nominee. Didn't matter. I don't know what it is. Didn't know what it was. Right. So. All right. So um, yeah, it's it was it's it's released, so you can go and buy it. It's on Blu-ray disc. It's from our friends at Universal, and you are going to give us a short synopsis of the movie. It's a family on the brink of maybe possibly falling apart. <laughs> Two lesbians have raised their children. The children. One How of the do children. lesbians have children? Sperm donor. I love lesbians. And that is the heart of the story. Finding the sperm donor, he comes into the life. But you know, that's not really the point. Um, it's about family, just getting through shit. <laughs> I don't know what you want me to say anymore because that's uh, good. You just stop. I, Wait, stop. <laughs> stop at a certain point. Just don't keep going. All right. Short. <laughs> I'm afraid. After being married to me for what now? Almost yeah. 11 I did, years? I did say the word short in the synopsis You week. really honestly expect me to just zip it up? Yeah, zip, zip, zip it. Zip, like zip Dr. It. Evil would say. Zip, zip it up. Zip, zip, up. <laughs> all right, so um, the movie, The Kids Are Alright, as I said, nominated for Best Picture this year. Um, we've seen a couple of the best pictures now, haven't we? Um, Social Network, King's Speech, this one. Got a couple more. I want to see Black Swan. and a couple more? There's ten. There is ten. I got Black Swan on my laptop. I thought I would watch it at. Oh no! This that is going to be amazing. So I want to don't want to see that in that situation at all. Want to see it? What situation? Uh, just watching it on a laptop while 
No, you can watch it however you want. No, I want I want us to watch it. Mm. Don't take that and watch it. Because <laughs> that's good. I think that could be possible. This this is a theme in the movie. Aronofsky um, is one. One of, the, of the these ladies are married, and one of the ladies is very controlling, and the other lady is kind of like, "Hey, man, just let me do my thing." And you have already said you can apply that to our relationship where you're like Mr. Control. And I'm like, hey, just let me do what I want. So this is a perfect example. You just said to me, don't watch the movie that way. Yeah, don't watch that movie on a laptop. No way. (laughs) It's it's made to see on the big screen. So um, Point taken. So uh, What did you think of this movie? Uh, I really liked it. Um, I don't see it as the best picture. Really? Out of what we've seen so far, I don't see it as the best Because of... Um, But I do see it as a fantastic... uh, I think the acting is... It is, exactly. The perform... Um, It is a performed uh, movie that is... It is... Beautiful. Why I really like it, though, is... (laughs) See, I really like it, and I also feel like it's a bit contrived and... Mm -hmm. um, Pretentious. A little pretentious, yeah, yeah, totally. Not just a little, like quite quite a lot, because it's... It's constructed, very yeah, constructed, really, yeah. And, yeah. and really like um, not very realistic a lot of the time. But if you rattle that a little bit, like shake, like shake your shake your mind off of that, and then focus on. I just every I just concentrate on the performances. Yeah, actually. exactly. That's what I was doing the whole time. Yeah. And seriously, it's moment after moment after moment of me being so thrilled to be watching these people. I mean, I dig the story. See, but it's not exactly like earth shattering see, or anything. See, to compare this, um, we watched uh, Welcome to the Rileys a couple of weeks ago. Now that movie also has brilliant performances from everybody, almost, but it feels more real to me. Like the story actually felt um, more gutsy, less constructed. It was more of, you know, it wasn't a little parcel. It was like. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like a runaway kind of idea that you've went on this journey. Whereas this, it's... You kind of know what's going to happen. Yes, And nothing really happens, to be honest. Nothing really happens. It's more of a... You know, a slice of life thing. You kind of know what's going to happen. In fact, what happened was exactly what I thought. It's a pivotal moment in a family's life. Yeah, I mean, it really deals with... um, And in this case, an alternative lifestyle... As they call it. Is it? But I don't see it as an alternative no. lifestyle. Cause, but it's people two parents. would. People would. It's two parents raising two children. And it's not just that. It's like this married couple who... the One of, my, one of the most brilliant moments is when she says, you know, take it easy on the wine. And Annette Benning says, yeah, and let's apply that to the micromanagement as well. Like, you know when you're married to somebody for ten years... And they portray it absolutely beautifully. It's a big theme to me in the movie, is this, this relationship. It's not about who it is, or the sexes, There's or... like some moments, though, that were kind of... The very first moment where... Do you feel like it was very writerly? Yeah, well, yeah, the very first moment, the scene where they're all at, a brec- all at the dinner or breakfast table, whatever it was, yeah. and Annette Benning walks in from work, and then... Because you don't know what's going on. Annette Benning comes in and kisses Julianne Moore. Like, it's like one of those moments where I was like, come on, I, I don't need that. Like, are you trying to... Confirm they're lesbians to me. Confirm it. under mm-hmm. You don't even need that. And they did it really like, oh, hi, babe. And, you know, it was yeah, like... Yeah, because it was a bit if thick. I came in 
and you were sitting down to dinner, I wouldn't come over and kiss you on the mouth. Or while say you're trying something to eat. very specific. Like, <laughs> yeah, because this but, was this was almost like um, what you could see it on the page. Yes. Um, blah 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 to confirm their lesbians. We need to, to introduce the audience. these people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, there was scenes like that where heavy. You could handed. have taken a tweezer and plucked out a few bits here and there to make it not so like. Um, like da, 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 here's what we're trying to show you kind of thing just pluck them out. And, and then there were moments when like the son and the friend in the alley with the dog and that that was very abbreviated very perfect that was one of the best yeah, scenes I, I of think, the movie and they also didn't dwell on that story exactly it didn't have to and that was I thought that was actually did you notice um, some continuity error um, are we telling everyone because <laughs> yeah, I don't know I'm telling, telling okay. everyone um, the kid had a black eye in a scene before he was supposed to have a black eye. It wasn't a black eye. It was his mouth was ripped. On no, the side. The, right under here, under no. his eye. He had he had a black eye, and then I, I almost said to you, "Why has he got a black eye? Did I miss something?" And then in the next scene, he gets a black, he gets punched in the, in the eye. No, he wasn't punched in the eye. He was punched in the mouth. Well, why did he have a black eye? That's what you're supposed to think. Like, this relationship of these, this dude oh, this right. friend. Oh, right. It was from some other yeah. time. Yeah, like, yeah. this guy's an asshole, and the friend, the guy, the son isn't right, realizing so it's it. Right, not continuity. Right. And it wasn't to me, because the mouth is where he punched him, and then, right. and then he spit. Because he had a black eye, and I was just like, I don't get why he had Remember, a black he eye. punched him, and then he spit the blood out. Yeah. And then... I think that was his, like, da da da, we're done kind of thing. So I think it was a. Right, this means nothing to the audience. No. <laughs> so, yeah. well, that's one of the brilliant So, what is good about me, this movie is that the- was one of the brilliant things about it. That relationship is just, you pecked at it a little bit. The son with this kind of asshole friend, and you get the mothers being uh, annoyed at it, and then this sper- sperm donor dad doesn't like the dude, but the teenage son has to figure it out for himself. And it's just sort of like, not hinted at really, but to me that was one of the best subplot things. And it's barely anything. Yeah, but it was was really impactful because he comes around to the idea oh. that I don't need to be a rebellious, hang out with the asshole dude who acts like jackass the movie or whatever. I was thinking that 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 kid. Uh, I've not marked him down for the actor, but the one who plays the asshole kid. Yeah. Pretty good portrayal. He was really kid. good. Because I wanted to like slap him. Or oh something. my god! I was like, oh god, you idiot! Like, I just think of my nephews. You know, I don't have a son or anything. I have friends who have loads of sons. Funny thing is, most of my friends have all sons or lots of sons, and I have nephew. I have a lot of nephews. I have two nieces, and the rest are all nephews. And I think if they ever acted that way, or if they have friends who try to act that way around them, no one. Now people can say I have a problem with men, but no wonder men have. Issues, Jesus! That guy was a complete like ass. Where, like where he was going through their bedroom drawers yeah, totally. and getting the vibrator out and stuff. Yeah, the front, oh. which is exactly what I, as a kid, would have known kids to do. I thought you were going to say you would do. I was going to be like, no, but I would. I would see kids do that. I mean, that is a, It's a typical thing. What it's not typical. Would, I mean, it's what typical a, of an asshole. What a kid who thinks he's being cocky or brave or whatever it would do. So, um, yeah, it, the, this movie. L- it basically is good because of the performances. Not, yeah. I think the story's all right. I just think it's a little bit. Yeah, the main story is. Yeah, it's a little bit too Hollywoody, or Hollywood trying to be like, let's portray this alternative, alternative thing that's absolutely not alternative when you boil it down. But then when you hear the writer, well she wants to make a realistic family, and mm. realistic families. It's like don't... super well off. Everybody's yes. pretentious. 
Um, even the sperm donor father, even though he's betrayed, is kind of like uh, hippie-ish. He's still pretentious because he's like he's got a business and a restaurant and his herbal. He, yeah, it's right, very okay. contrived to me. It's like it, I think sometimes people are very. I don't know. Like if this woman said she was raised in New York and then she lived to L.A. and do they are they actually removed? From I I would say reality, but I guess the reality it doesn't feel like real life. I mean, I've never lived in LA. I don't know if that's, but it just doesn't like. Like I I'm, I get the character of the Ruffalo character. They she, she want when she's writing him, she wanted him to be yeah each one individually the kind of person makes sense. who might go to a sperm donor when he's younger and maybe has grown up a little bit over the years, but still is a bit of an ass and he's fucking around and yeah yeah yeah. Is the character makes sense, but. It's just the parcel of him feels like a Hollywood parcel to me. And yeah. That, that's what most of them felt like. Like most of them. You know. It's like any of these kind of movies. And one of my recommendations, I'll go ahead and say it, but like Juno. And that's the reason I recommend, I'm recommending it. Because it's like, or uh, Bridget Jones, or any of these where you find it charming and lovely. But I think your word parcel is right. Because it's like it's, okay, let's take this situation smooth out the edges, take out any, like, real reality and make it very appealable to everyone who can sit there in their little... and go, aww. It's almost like when they write a character... Like, this movie's very writerly, like you said. Yeah. Um, In fact, this was one of the things I was thinking in my mind. When (laughs) they... um, As opposed to somewhere else. When they pick a... When they do write a character up. like, like, Like Ruffalo, for instance. When they write his character up, um, I before he came out of the restaurant, I said to myself, "I bet he rides a motorbike." <laughs> if I was going to write that guy, oh he wouldn't God. drive a car because he's a bit too, he's slightly edgier than that. And then then he's but then in the movie, then he got on a motorbike. But then the other characters even say, "This guy's up his own ass." Yeah. So it's kind of funny that they nod but, to that. But it's almost like they they wrote. Little pass like uh, you know the car they drive, what they do profession wise, and it's all explained to you. Oh, this person does this, this person does. It's a bit yeah, you yeah. Know. But tick a box, tick. A I'm box. not saying it's bad because I really enjoyed it a lot. I enjoyed it. I didn't enjoy. It, I didn't enjoy it as much as Welcome to the Rileys. Though. I preferred that movie. Um, I felt that that resonated with me more. In fact, I still think about it a little bit. The story of that and the guts of that. I, had, I think had more impact, but in this one, I swear to God, there were moments with Ju- with these women that I was just in. I'm in love with them. I, um, I mean, seriously, just, just, uh, they're um, awesome. Neither of those ladies are lesbians in real life. Oh, no, um, not that I'm aware of. No, 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 they're not, are they? No, Julianne Moore's married, and so is uh, she's married to Warren Beatty, right? Mm-hmm. The last time I checked, I don't know. Um, I, I can't. <sighs> I can't say I've ever been around a lesbian couple, ever. Like, have you? Mm. I mean, I've known lesbians um, when I was at college. Oh, since I was in but college. never a couple, a married couple, who I know. I don't know how they interact. Not that they've been married for a long time, no. Just, like, young, hanging Yeah, that's around. what I mean. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've just yeah. met young girls who are lesbians, right? I've never met, like, a... So I don't know the dynamic, really. Why would but you I'm assuming like it's us? exactly the same as the dynamic between a... Like me and you. Yeah, exactly. You lay in bed and you look at each other and you go, I just love you. I love yeah. you too. And that's it. But I felt there was a real relationship. Me too. Um, and, well, let's move on to the cast. Um, Annette Benning plays Nick. Um, Brilliant. 
she is really brilliant in this. Absolutely. But for me, and it's not because she's just one of my favourites anyway, I think Julianne Moore did a better job. Oh, no, I think they're equal. Absolutely. I, I um... Because I think Julianne Moore Julia was Moore's... even a little too... A, l- a couple of times a little too... Like, you know, yeah, she but had I a liked lot of the that. slumping. Yeah, but it, sometimes it was a little bit over-exaggerated. But that was the only thing. Other than that, her reaction... her. They're both brilliant, absolutely. But they, what I'm saying, what I'm getting at is the best Oscar. Um, I mean, the the actress. Um, I would have get it the other way. Well, Juliet, Julianne Moore is the supporting actress because Annette is Bening's she? character. Yeah, because Annette Bening's character is supposed to be yeah, like guess, yeah. the spearhead of the family kind of thing, and then Juliet, Julianne Moore. I want to call her Juliet Lewis every freaking time. Totally different. I don't know how they define the roles, but you can feel it. You know, the vibe of it is. Annette Benning is the center of the You're saying the man and the woman. No, no, no. Her personality is. She's, she even lays it out to this dude. If you want your own family, go make your own. She has made an effort in her family. Julia Moore is not afraid to get naked in movies. Absolutely not. Since Shortcuts, way True. long time ago. and Well, she was only bottom naked. Yeah, that's probably the worst <laughs> part to be naked, right? Why? Um, well, I just see that as like going further than being topless, even. But when you're not topless but bottomless, that's even. That's the same thing. Kind of gutsy for an actress, isn't it? You show your boobs or you show your fur. Or both. And in that, and in that one, bum bum. She also uh, boogie nights. There's another one where she. Gets... Oh, boogie nights! I forget. Yeah, she was awesome in there. Um, yeah. She goes, you just do some cocaine on my... or come off. She's my... not. Um, she's not afraid to get nude. That's for sure. And it also happens in this movie. Um... I think they're awesome, both of them. Um, Absolutely. And Mark Ruffalo. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of Mark Ruffalo. Me either. Um, But this was, apart from him being a bit mumbly, but I think that was the character. Yeah. But there again, when he spoke in the extra, he was also a bit mumbly. But was was he still in character? He's kind of... A bit bit too laid back. I mean... Very laid back. His character was supposed to be like that, kind of hippie-ish, like you said. Like, hey man, yeah, that's awesome. Hey man, yeah, dude. Yeah, that's cool. No, I I can see it does. Um... I think it's my favourite role of him. I agree. Because, like I said, I'm not a great a big fan, and it's hard for me to remember ten movies he's been in, even though I've seen him in probably Blindness, more. right? He was in Rough Yeah, he was in Blindness, and he was with Julianne Moore. Yeah, it's good. And he was good. Um, but, this one, it's... He's not... He is pivotal, and he's not. And it's quite interesting, because the scenes that he is in, you think, when you're watching it, oh, these are going to be the big deal scenes, but they're not at all like Correct. in fact only one scene I think where he has an interaction with Annette Benning on the driveway mm-hmm. is a big powerful scene the rest of it's just pr- pretty much like him getting to know his kids um, and the dinner scene and him oh I won't ruin what I don't know yeah I think no I think he has about four different times where you're getting to the guts of that character and he does it in this sort of you shake off the hippie thing, you know, the organic grower, I own a restaurant, I'm just kind of living free. And then you, he actually, you get plugged in, so to speak, to the, to like under all that. And I think he does it in like two lines. Yeah, that's it's what awesome. I'm saying. And he, he's not, he's not huge and his thing isn't really a, a, a arc that gets resolved or anything. And it doesn't really matter. Correct. It's just... He's it's just, a tool. He's just there. He's, he's obviously... Like very, you <clears> said, <throat> it's a constructed story. He's the tool to shake shit up. To shit, yeah. And in fact, I turn to you 
about halfway through the movie and said, remember? No. I said, he's really stirring the pot. Oh, yes, he was. There's a couple <laughs> yeah. of things going on where yeah. I was like, oh, my God, this guy. Oh, oh, I was like this a lot. I put my hands up to my face a lot. Yeah. Like, oh, no, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. Don't like, do he's that. really stirring the pot, but I don't think he realizes exactly how much. Oh, no, absolutely not. And that's the interesting thing about him because he's kind of just there's no malice through, in he's just going movie. through his life that's no. one thing I really do like about it there's no malice it's just people doing their thing except for the dickhead friend of yeah. the teenager that's the only real asshole in the whole thing to me other people will interpret it differently some will say Annette Benning is the asshole some will say Mark Ruffalo some will say Julianne they're Moore. all well actually that's that's the thing they're all slightly the asshole. All of them. Yeah, Because yeah. they all are messing each other up. But are they? Because it's just life, isn't it? Yeah, well, but what I mean is nobody is a guilty party. Yeah. They're all exactly the same for one reason or another. Culpable for, yeah. Yeah. Even... Even the kids to Even the kids to a degree. Yeah, I was thinking that. Because the kids instigate what... Instigate the entire thing. Hmm. Well, his sperm instigates the <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, the kids do instigate why. Yeah, if you go all the way back, some 19-year-old dickhead's getting 60 bucks to wank off into a cup, and a couple of lesbians think we're going to form the perfect family here and prove to the world that lesbians can raise a family, and I'm a surgeon and she's a housewife, and that starts the whole ball rolling, which you don't even... That's all subtext. I mean, that's totally... You I love just it. Fill all I love it in. when the kid says, why did you Why did you <laughs> donate sperm? And he said it, was, it sounded more fun than giving blood. Yeah. <laughs> Which you can't deny. It's See, that, those moments <laughs> where you have this real honesty thing, but then it's not honesty, honesty. And Annette it's Benning, Hollywood my, I honesty. think my favourite line, Annette Benning, I need your advice like I need a dick in my ass. <laughs> <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, the kids played by, I can't say your name, Weir, Mia, I'll have a good a go at it, Wasikowska. Okay. And she's the girl, and I was going crazy out of my mind trying to figure out who she was, and then the Alice in Wonderland poster jumped into my head, and it's the girl who she's played awesome. Alice, Alice in Wonderland, in Tim Burton's Alice in Wonderland. Um, she's really, really good. Really um, good. And her friend, and their, and the boy who she likes, they're all yeah. really good. And that, that's a very small um, thing, but yeah. it resonates with you, because totally. I can still remember those scenes, even yep. though they're not really that big. Because that's her... That's her figuring out shit in life. She's got this friend who's a sex freak, or she tries to pretend to be. She's got this boy that she really likes, and obviously they're both, um, like, the smart kids, you know? And there's a little bit of sexual tension only brought in by her friend. And all of that is just in brief little moments. And then the the son has this dickhead friend, and he's a little bit, you know, um, lost. Why this movie works on another level is there's a scene at the end where there's some hugging going on. Oh, my God. Yes. Um, and I'm yes. not emotional at movies, and I actually felt emotional. So oh those God. characters work for me. When they were like shaking. Well, I mean, it's like it felt real. Like because totally. I, I can imagine, um, it's a, a that moment taking a kid to college moment. Yeah. Let's say I can imagine that moment being very emotional for parents. And these are just parents. My mom said she went home, got drunk, and cried for two days. Yeah, like it's... Because it didn't hit her until that day, in that moment. I was the youngest. Well, that scene, actually, I felt emotion in that scene. Completely. I was like... Oh, yeah. Like they were real people experiencing that. No acting going on, just the whole thing. And when on. she comes out thinking they're gone and her... Yeah, like she's... All shaking. <laughs> oh, like, like they would just leave me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Josh... It's put, a movie of moments, do you think? 
Yeah, totally. Josh Hutchison plays Laser. He's the young um, son. Um, and we didn't know where he was from. He's from RV. Yeah, Not does a, a good movie. job. But he does a really good job in this, yeah. Um, he does, because he has to be the... He's not, like, troubled or anything, but, I mean, he's just a teenage boy. No, not boy. troubled at all. Just, in fact, brought up very well by this lesbian couple. Um, kind of... But hanging around with the wrong crowd. He, well, but, <laughs> but when he meets the his father of... So, he's, he's not impressed. N- and... No, but then he's trying to figure out what... Like, my friend over here who's a complete asshole, he kind of intrigues me. But this guy's like a grown-up, and he doesn't act like an asshole, and he kind of intrigues me too, so... Yeah, like trying to figure out what... Do I want to jump what? off a building on a skateboard, or do I want to, like, grow up to own a restaurant yeah. kind of thing? You know, it's a good it's a good character. Or ride a motorbike. He doesn't he, he, just there's ride. One, you know, he's like, yeah. oh, a motorbike. You know, there was something between them. Like, it's, and I, I guess they were trying to poke at that, that this paternal thing, like, yeah. this is always a... And where she was talking to him and saying, I just keep seeing my kids' yeah, faces. That was one that was a wonderful scene. That yeah. moment there was really good. Like she just, was like, I just Yeah, that was really good. You gotta see it. Yeah, Julia Moore's talking to um Ruffalo and she she just has to stop because she's like, I can see my kids' expressions every time you Do this or that. Do yeah. A, yeah, so um so yeah, that's pretty much the uh, cast. That's because she's a woman and men no offense. You don't seem to see the uh, genetic resemblance. No, it's all right. You say like, well, she's got dark hair. I guess she looks like her mother. <laughs> There's like nothing else. <laughs> yeah. If you wanted to make, like if you wanted to, for me, Julianne Moore was in a movie and you wanted me to think that she had a daughter, that the, the girl was a daughter without telling me, just give her the same color hair. <laughs> and <laughs> you, you know go, I mean? they do look yeah, alike. They're exactly the same. <laughs> So, um, directed by Lisa Cholodenko. Right? I'm giving you all the names this time. Well, that's what it says, Cholodenko. Um, she um, has only directed television. Um, different episodes of things on television. A uh, lesbian show called The L Word on uh, Showtime. Oh, right. Um, and some other bits and pieces on television, like ER and stuff like that. Just one episode here and there. So... Um, and first, she wrote this and directed. Yeah, first movie. Not bad for a first try, no, no, no. Um, Straight up for an Academy Award. I feel like, though, like I said before, it's comparable to the charm of a Bridget Jones, of Juno. It doesn't feel like an Academy Award <clears throat> style. It, it you know what? It, do- to it does to me only because those moments of brilliance. That, uh, and, now, and I'm going to sound. But like how do you really, know you're going to get that? I'm going to sound really hokey. When you go into it. What do you mean? Like when you cast these people and you start making, you and you've got that. the yeah, what's that got to do with Academy Awards? Well, some people you don't nominate it before it's made. Mm-hmm. People watch it and they go, "Oh my god!" Annette Bening is like so open and honest. I think and- some distributors go like looking for scripts that could. No, they don't. Oh, I really think they do. Oh, I don't think they do. Absolutely, well calculated. Some of it. <laughs> What are you, conspiracy theorists? No, I totally think it is. I totally think... So three that, years ago, they decided they're going to... Well, this was made last year, 2010. It, it wasn't made from last year. It's been written years yeah, ago. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm just saying... I'm not saying this one in particular. I'm saying some movies are calculated at aiming for award ceremonies. I swear. I just don't agree with you. No, I, I, I absolutely... <laughs> totally. And I'm not delusional. I'm just saying... Someone doesn't conceive an idea 12 years ago and go, you know what, in 12 years we're going to make this into an Academy No, I'm talking about, like, film companies looking for scripts. Right. And going, that one would, could, with that kind of cast, could be a good... Yeah, but they don't know the cast. I don't know. Well, 
mute. that they might be putting together the cast in the red going that mm. role for that person might be a good you know Oscar or whatever you're jaded <laughs> no, I think that's how it works anyway. you're jaded oh my god I thought I was jaded so um Blu-ray um, actually looks really good on Blu-ray, got to say. Uh, had some really interesting sound because twice during the movie. <laughs> I mean, this this actually goes for it saying it has good sound because this is just a talky movie, as we've said yeah. before. Um, but realistic stuff happening in the background. At one, one point time, like, I thought a dog was barking. It was on the movie. You thought a dog was barking in our Outside. neighborhood. Yeah, and you're like, I, I was it? like, and you pause it. You're like, is a dog barking? And, and you it was paused it and it was like, and one time I said, what is that sound? And I made you pause. And I'm like, is the washer on? Yeah. <laughs> like, this is such a realistic sound of a washing machine or something running. It was awesome. So, um, yeah, the the Blu-ray um, itself has uh, very little in the way of features. In fact, Negligible. it goes as far to say as there are features on the back. But I would say to you, it's, it's pretty a much... Uh, no, not a rental. I would just say it's a... Um, bare bones release actually even though it says these features because the three features well there are one's called The Journey to Forming a Family it's two minutes long (laughs) The Making of the Kids Are Alright oh my god two minutes it's basically The Making of the Kids Are Alright is basically the trailer yeah with like a tiny little bit of behind the scenes stuff like tiny like five seconds ten seconds max yeah if that uh, and the third thing is the writer's process, which I... Would... She just talked and there were some graphics put up on and, the screen. And uh, the sounds, they recorded it inside a Pepsi can. I'm not sure what that was about. <laughs> but if you do love the movie, the best extra by far on the disc will be the feature commentary. Yeah. Which um, is with the director and co-writer. Director slash co-writer, Lisa Cholette. <laughs> so she's just a co-writer, not a full writer. No, her and that dude. that other dude, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what the writing process yeah. is about. Um, so, yeah. Um, it's quite expensive too $35 you know sometimes I think like the way she was describing their little relationship there as as writers together and how yeah, it yeah. was difficult and we're trapped in a room together and it the way she was talking about it it's like reflects what I see on kind of like um, overly written shows like Friends or something like that or Seinfeld where everything's really constructed and so then she's talking about a realistic thing, though. Right. Like, I, I don't know what's real anymore with Hollywood people. Like, re- I don't know. So, this is a, uh, an unformed observation there. I have yet to complete. So I would <clears throat> recommend this movie quite highly um, because of Julianne Moore and Annette Bening. Uh, yes. And, well, all of them. The whole cast is awesome. Yeah. Um, you might find some... Hollywoodness to it, Hollywoody stuff. There's some good sex. Yeah, there's. They don't go. There's actually. Um, I don't know if that. I don't know if that gay porn that they showed was actually specially filmed. Probably. But it was quite funny. It that was funny. It, it was and then pretty the, funny. The real sex was good, and the, the the vibe around what sex is about in marriage is really good. When they have to explain, like, because they're they're a lesbian couple watching um, male gay porn in bed. <laughs> And the, the son wants to know about that. And I bet he's like, and there's a bit of an ex- this There's question? a bit of an explanation about <laughs> or, like, not why explanation. lesbians might watch men, gay men, having like, sex. You know, for women, <laughs> it's, it's, really um, difficult it's internalized, yeah. but sometimes it's, it's sli- externalized, like, with a penis. It's slightly and then too... And um, like, okay... It's slightly well. too detailed, the explanation, isn't it? <laughs> Scientific, almost. But it's really, that good. is a funny scene, too. Uh, so, yeah, it doesn't... It's a, definitely an R-rated flick. Yeah. It's um, got moments of... 
I don't think, like, you know, we're talking teenagers could handle it, I think. Late teens, no no problem. It's not, like, hardcore or anything. It's just... No, I mean, the issues it's yeah. dealing with are uh, kind of hardcore. The mm. gay... I don't think I've ever seen a gay pawn crop up in a movie. I don't... <laughs> I was like, I'm that trying... Says, you know what? Contradictory <laughs> to what Kevin Smith might think, you don't watch porn. And so that was a surprise to you. I mean, a gay porn. You're a man, I'm, I'm, I'm and you like, don't watch pornography. I, I don't watch gay porn because I'm not gay, right? But I mean, I don't, I've, I've seen lots of movies with pornos playing yeah, yeah. on a TV. True Romance is one that springs to mind. True. Um, <laughs> but I've never, I don't think I've ever seen a gay porn on what a What did they screen. say to him? You've been Maybe. standing there for two oh, minutes may- you didn't look at those titties maybe uh, Irreversible had some gay live not a pawn yeah no it was stuff live going it was on, in yeah. the movie yeah yeah it wasn't a movie in the background that's probably the f- nearest I've seen but that's yeah Irreversible and the kids are alright this movie I'll be honest it's made up of a lot of awesome moments and as a whole because the story is what it is and you feel like okay there's nothing like earth shattering here it's quaint and it's lovely yeah yeah and it's like and it, sentimental. And what she explains the is moments that, are amazing. What she explains is about the uh, unit of family. Yeah. Um, yes, it is. And then she they say alternative, which I don't. But then Welcome to the Rileys is also about family. Yeah. In a completely different but a way. Up. Where <clears> you think about it later and you go, yeah, that's about accepting people and letting go and loving someone and all that kind of jazz in a very. Like a not a cutting edge way, like a real, real way. Whereas this is like mm. everyone has their little pigeonhole and everyone's gonna fit in there and everyone's gonna have their little set emotions and you know. So but um, individually, the scenes and the moments and the lines are incredible. And if me. the Oscars is about winning um, statues for good acting, well, then this movie's in the right place because it's about the acting. Yeah, yeah. I totally. mean, all of it, even. Um, Ruffalo. Yeah. yeah. He is good. And he, he is up for an Oscar, isn't he? Supporting actor. Um, so you say. He, Jeffrey Rush. He's up against Jeffrey Rush. Oh, that's a tough he's one. He's up against Andrew Garfield, isn't he? No, Andrew Garfield didn't get nominated. Oh. Social Network guy. Right. Justin Timberlake. Maybe. I love Andrew Garfield. He's awesome. All right. So um, movie, re- movie recommendations this week. Um, well, not movie re- recommendations. Actually, first, uh, if you want to enter a contest, a del- delightful contest to win a DVD, go to com and you can win something. Um, next week's Blu-ray review will be faster on Blu-ray disc. Um, the movie re- recommendations... I can't say recommendations. The movie recommendations for this week, for me, are smart people for, the, for, for a similar vibe type of movie. Kind of fucked up people. Yeah. <laughs> But really good. Really good. And my second one was going to be something, but then I changed it uh, to Boogie Nights. Just you can be- have three, you know. I have. All right, if I was going to have three, I'm going to have uh, Smart People, Boogie Nights, for um, it being a Paul Thomas Anderson movie, obviously my favourite. Julianne. But Julianne Moore being in there, and amazing in it. I mean, I would say Magnolia, because she's amazing in Magnolia, <laughs> but I've said it a million times. And my third one would be Greenberg with Ben Stiller. Because mm. I... That also... Has the vibe kind of has the like packaged. little kiss of pretentiousness, but very good performances. Yeah, that girl's awesome. Even Love him, it. everybody in that, and also has the most awkward sex scene I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> oh my god! Still yes. to this day, and that also included a little bit of yeah. But it was the, weird. It was weird. What do you call it? Cunnilingus. And my, I thought that was an Irish airline. <laughs> I don't understand that joke because I'm not from there. Airlingus. Um, 
I don't know what that is. <laughs> Again, still. <laughs> do you want to keep explaining it? No. I'll live there for 50 years and then I'll understand. My recommendations are Juno. Because of the packaged, we want to be edgy, but the real family, but Doesn't not real, real family. But it, right. It, but it does. Kinda. It's charming and yeah. blah, blah, blah. And it's good. It has good uh, moments in it. And blindness. Because Julianne Moore. Blindness to me was... I work with a guy who is a book freak, right? Is he blind? He's not blind. He has read Blindness, and of course, when we saw the movie, his he poo-pooed it because, of course, it's not like the book, and it's not, you know, whatever. But to me, it was the concept and the way it's done. Why don't people get over that? Where, where, you know, know, people who read books, always, I always get this. I'll say, oh, I love that movie, Blindness, for instance, and they'll, they'll always say, oh, I read the book. The movie's nothing compared to the book. And then people who don't read books, you will they will say it the other way. Like, yes, yeah. who's right? This is a movie. Yeah, exactly. And two this different is a things. book. <laughs> two different like, things. Get the stick out of your ass because this over here is a book and it's a piece of art on its own. And if you don't like the movie, it's not. It's not like. But then they always say, "But I paint the picture with my imagination." No filmmaker. Then could, guess what? Yeah. Don't watch the fucking movie. No filmmaker <laughs> could, could bring what comes into my mind. If you already have that mindset, never watch the movie. So blindness to me was conceptually, and it's riveting and it's horrifying in a way. I mean, it has a lot of weaknesses. And Julia Moore is amazing in it. Yeah, um, yeah. She actually is. Her character is more amazing than her in that one to me, but. Still, those are my recommendations. But in um, Boogie Nights. <laughs> there couldn't be much more opposites than Blindness and Juno. Really? When you think about the <laughs> or the or what happens in those movies? Really yeah. horrible in Blindness. I mean, teenage pregnancy is bad enough, but in Blindness, everyone in the world has gone blind. It's pretty bad. <laughs> so uh, moving on to games and Ace Gully stuff this week. I've been playing mostly this week Test Drive Unlimited 2. <laughs> From Atari. This week I've mostly been playing uh, The annoying thing about it, and it's been a bit of a fuck-up completely, because all week... Um, never Ata- say that word. Atari servers have been uh, down. Um, they had to close the forums down because so many people were complaining. Now, we're recording this on Sunday night at 9pm at night. They still have not fixed it. In fact, the game is actually unplayable online. You have to pull the network card out of your 360 to play it. Which... What is it? It's kind of... What? Test drive? Mm-hmm. So you have to play it offline. It's, an, it's a massively multiplayer online racing game that you cannot play online for the whole of the launch week. Doesn't really uh, fit, does it? I don't really They care. couldn't handle the demand. I can't tell you how much I don't care. Well, if you've paid for a multiplayer... <laughs> I did. I bought, a multi, I bought it... To play a multiplayer racing game that I cannot Does play. not have a single player game to it? Yeah, it has a single player game, but that's not what you... Uh, play that for a week and then get on with it. Well, that's not what I subscribe to Xbox Live for. You can ah. say a week of your subscription just ticks down. How many other games do you play on Xbox Live? Uh, one more. Oh, right. Um, but what I'm saying is, to me, releasing a game and then having server issues for a couple of... For a day or so, fine, you know get over the rush but for it to carry on for five or six days is inexcusable I think because you're paying for those server I mean when you bought ask for your money back 
you're not going to get it. And their forums have just stopped accepting comments now. Oh, they've right. stopped. They've just. They've got a Twitter feed that you can follow. This day and age, how could you make it so your servers are not prepared? I don't know. There's a Twitter feed now that you can follow that will tell you where they're at. And what it says right now is um, the online service is functioning. We're monitoring it. But there's a bug in the game where uh-huh. it can corrupt your save game and there is no way of fixing it. If that And that occurred to me this you week. You did. It can still occur. And if that happens, we're sorry, you'd have to start again. Now, for a game that I've literally spent all week... You did, yeah. Um, driving that. the island of... Getting to level 20. It's like a leveling system. I don't want that to happen. And it did happen to me this week, didn't it? Yeah. So, it's still happening. I don't even want to go on the 360 with it plugged in because I'd be scared of losing all my progress, which is insane. So, hopefully it'll get fixed. But the game itself is amazing. I, I love the game, but I did love the original Test Drive. Um... The island of Ibiza in this new one. You can drive the entire island of Ibiza and the entire island of Oahu. What's that game? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm playing it offline. And the only way to stop it being online is to pull the network plug out of the 360. Yeah, yeah, because it'll find you somehow. Because it'll just go on otherwise. Um, So, yeah, I drove all around Ibiza this week. Um, Literally? Literally every single road because I like... Yeah, a little bit of help. At yeah. the end there. I got to 99% of roads driven in Ibiza, which <laughs> means I driv- drove down every single road in, in that one island in the game. And I had 1% missing somewhere. So this afternoon we went on a mission looking over the map and found the little grey areas that I hadn't Tiny. Been well, one was big and then some little teeny tiny. Uh, if people don't play those kind of games, they have no idea what you're talking no, about. No, it's a driving game where... It's, it's not like any other driving game, actually. It's more of a... It is, it's got the racing and all that in it, but it's more of an experience. It's like, here's a load of expensive cars that you can buy. Ferraris, all kinds of stuff. And it is your dream game. Because here's you an island love to drive GTA. Around. Yeah, yeah. Because you can drive around, and you do the killing and the missions and all that stuff. But you will spend, I have seen you spend hours... Just drive, not even do an. Yeah, and in this game, it's not like you even follow the laws. Like you stop at a stoplight, yeah, and then you wait and you turn. And this game, even as it goes as far as having like indicators on the cars, so you can turn the indicators on. You can, yeah, yeah, um, put your roof down, wind your windows up and down. It's got all kinds of stuff in it. But um, unlike GTA, you can't get out of your car at any point, right? you there is a sims almost element where you have an avatar that's shut your mouth it's a bit more like um, the, sims. <laughs> the sims element is a bit it's a like normally in a in any of these kind of games they'll just say who do you want man or woman uh, there's the person that'll be sat in your car well there's a lot more to this you can do plastic surgery on them to make them look exactly how you want there's all kinds of mm-hmm. you can make them look exactly how you want there's um hairstyles you can buy clothes there's a casino on the island with roulette, poker, slot machines. You can go there and win money, uh, play poker against your friends, win cars for the game. You know, it's, it's, there's a lot to it. Um, the Sims element. You buy houses on the island. It's not really, though. I don't think that's fair. I mean, I'm a true hardcore Sims fan, so I don't think that it is no, not No, I mean, relevant. just a, it, as far as a racing game go, the avatar creation... Which is your avatar that you walk around the island in. Like I say, you can't get out of your car. But when you're in a social area like the casino, you're wandering around as that person. So then it's almost like PlayStation Home in that respect. 
you know, there's yeah. you, you wander around. I would, I would you compare can, it to that. More you can do so. emotes at people, wave and dance and, you know, it's all that stuff. Um, it's a very ambitious game. The first game was super ambitious because I said to you, oh, the, the first game when it came out, you can drive around the entire island of Oahu in, you Ho- loved it. in Hawaii. But this is like two full islands. I mean, they threw in the island from the first game, but there's a brand new island. Abitha's quite a lot smaller than the um, original island. Um, but there's a lot of miles to cover. There's a lot of cars to buy. I've barely got any money, so I've only got the starter cars. But I know that the Bugatti Veyron's in there when you've got a million dollars and stuff. I only know those words from Top Gear. Yes, you do. Bugatti um, Veyron. You know. I say Bugatti Veyron. I'm always corrected. It's the Bugatti Veyron. <laughs> the Bugatti Veyron. And that's the fastest car in the... Fastest production car in the world. 260 mile an hour or something. Pretty crazy. And you you know, and it even has the interior view in this, which I like to drive around, see the steering wheel, look out of the window. Your hands. Yeah, it's good. So a great game. Um, it's 50 bucks as well instead of 60, which I applaud anybody to do because... They can all charge $60 for the games now because that's how much games are. But for some reason, Atari... Ah, but it's messed up. It is, but it won't be. You know, you know it'll get fixed. Right, but for everybody to spend a week being all frustrated and shit, and you're, you're, you're saying, oh, they won't give me money back. You just give up, and then when it's right, you'll forget about I it. I feel that they might give you something. Now, because there's a lot of cars in the game, etc., right? I feel... No. Giving you something is sending you money. No, I'm not, talking, I'm not talking about that. I, I, I know, but that's nothing. I do, they, no, well, it is to me as a player of the game. I get the feeling, and I think it will happen, because they, they apologize, they're apologizing like hourly. How about if they pay a cable bill? In fact, they pulled a, lo- <laughs> in fact, they pulled a load of um, people off a game, that they, another game that they're working on, to come and fix server issues on this game. They even said on Twitter, and worked through the night trying to fix it. Um, I work in a data center with servers, and when anything goes down for five minutes, five minutes, and we run the entire network for a state government, right, for the whole state, something goes down for five minutes, we get a red alert, it says, call this person immediately, we call that person immediately, they wake up at two in the morning, they get their ass on their computer, they drive to work, they get it fixed, I'm telling you, if they don't have it up in an hour... They're freaking out, and that's we're talking about websites. We're apparently, talking about prison system. We're well, talking about. Apparently, what happened here? It wasn't just a case of rebooting the server. They had to go. Apparently, the code on the disk. Yeah. Um, there was, it was wrong. Like when I know they should have tested it, but how can you test it with yeah. the, your entire audience? The millions you just of people. Can't, yeah, yeah. So when that entire audience all of a sudden all log on to play the new game, then it screws up. So they had to say. It's not a case of rebooting the servers. We have to recode partially and then right. put a patch onto Xbox Live. And the problem with that is it takes 14 days for Xbox to um, verify. When you submit a patch to Xbox, oh, yeah. it has to go through this procedure. Ugh. 14 days later, once they've checked it all and made sure it's not malicious, it'll go on Xbox Live service. So they're in the hands of that. Yeah. And then if then if that doesn't fix it, they have to do it all again. So it's not a server issue; it's a game. It's all kinds of right issues. Yeah. So, the, and the main problem is if you are if your Xbox is plugged into Xbox Live, you put Test Drive Unlimited in the tray and you boot it up. It gets to the title screen. You press start, and nothing happens. It just shows you a picture of a car for hours on end. <laughs> it's animated and it's got music. It's Did like you a, do that? Yeah, because uh, I didn't even know how to. At first, I was like. What is this? Why is it doing this? Is it loading? 
I just left it and left it and left it. In fact, I went to my PC, switched my monitor to my PC, used my PC for half an hour, came back, still the same. I'm like, this is weird. So imagine all the people who didn't have the initiative to go and look up what yeah. was happening. They don't know. They just think it doesn't work. People would be taking it back to the store, wouldn't they? Like saying, this doesn't even load. I want another one or whatever. So I've never seen anything like it, to be honest. It's... um. Mm. Nothing like a piece of hardware that breaks down how many times now? Nine times? No, I mean, I've never seen anything like a game launched and it being hosed for an entire week. Because Call of Duty's had its problems at launch. But it usually is fixed within 24 hours because they they get on it. Like, But this, I've never seen anything like it. It's, it's almost like they didn't anticipate that many people would buy it. But obviously a lot of people have, because, I mean, I've seen the amount of people bitching on the forums. It's bad. Um, so the other game um, this week, um, which I want you to actually play some with me, is You Don't Know Jack. Oh, right. Um, which is the long-awaited return of the um, amazing, I think, one of my favourite. I love seeing it, which yeah. is a Xbox, um, what do you call it, quiz game which is a movie-based quiz game. But You Don't Know Jack has always been... I've always thought it was hilarious. I love the writing, whoever... Jelly Vision it's made by. I like the host. I like the writing. And I like how the questions are phrased, because they're like... It's almost hard to understand what they're asking you. Smart-ass, exactly. <clears throat> Get confused, yeah. Yeah, and I like that, because it makes it very unique amongst any any other quiz games that are just straight up. Trivia What's the pursuit. capital of... The UK. You know, those kind of questions. These are more... What is the capital of the UK? <laughs> London? Yes. Of the whole UK? Yes. The United Kingdom is has a capital. Yes. Or do you mean England has a capital? London. Right? Um, capital of London. I mean, London is the capital of England. Yes. But the UK? Well... Huh? The capital of the UK would be London, actually. Okay. The capital of Ireland, they, you know, they we, they have different capitals. Anyway, that's not what I was talking about. Ah, but it is because <laughs> you don't know Jack. They might phrase it in what a way you know, where you was... think you know it, but you're like, what? Oh, when I turned it on to to test, it was working. I, I uh, it, they asked me a question about the village people. Did you hear that one? It was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he said, "I don't know what village." I've all, he said, "I've always wondered <laughs> they work what really village hard. the village people come from." But they work very hard. They're very ori- work oriented. <laughs> Career oriented. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny. What's anyway. the capital of America? The capital of America. Capital city. Washington D.C. That's correct. You win five points. Yeah. So yeah, you don't know, Jack. Uh, we've not played it yet. Um, I do have it on the 360, so we'll we'll play a couple of games. Uh, they've done it really well. It's like um, you don't know, Jack. It's, it doesn't um, take to repeat plays because. It's staged in, like, episodes. Mm. So when you play an episode of You Don't Know Jack, it's ten questions. And it's played out like a game show. There's commercials. It's funny. The and host. you're done with it. You don't go And then after it. the ten questions, you've played that episode of You Don't Know Jack. It's like watching a, watching an episode of Jeopardy on TV. There's no point in watching it. It's not it like again. seeing it, where it pops up some... No, it's not random. Right. So how this disc works is there's, like, 75 episodes. Each episode's about ten minutes each. Ten questions. So it's it's actually a bunch of content. How many did you do on your own? I just did the, that one. Oh. So I don't... I've played episode one, that's it. I mean, I know episode one. You know I'll beat you. Well, and you don't know Jack? Probably not. I'm pretty good at it. Oh. We've got dogs squealing outside. It sounds like Buddy having a hard time. 
but he's not no, a dog. No, I think it's little dog. They, no, our next door neighbors have a tiny little dog, like oh, a great. chihuahua or something. It's really small. I like Buddy. Maybe Buddy's eating it. Yeah. <laughs> Buddy is this dog big, from big behind dog. us who we Labrador. hated. We moved here, and two weeks later, Buddy moved in back behind us. We live in a neighborhood where our backyard butted up against people. Two weeks after we moved in, they got a puppy. And he barked all the freaking... I mean, literally, it was 24 hours a, Labrador, a day. Right? Black Labrador. Black. Some mix, I think. Yeah. And they left him outside. At first, I hated the dog. No, I don't Because I was like, he's, oh. he's got, he's At first, because it was non-stop. And then you start feeling like you would see the poor dog... At the sliding glass door, with his little paws up, barking at them, and you saw them inside eating their supper with their stupid little children. I don't know that they're stupid, but stupid now, because of the way they treated Buddy. And just completely ignoring the poor dog, bark, 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 right, for just hours on end. And then it would get cold, and it would be hot, and it would be rainy. I've called dog people, I've called the animal patrol or whatever, and the ladies came like three different times, you know. He is left Whatever out. The, he's, he's left, left out to roam all over. He all roams letters. all over, and he's the nicest dog. Now he's all grown up, pretty In much. In fact, if he comes up to you and you stroke him, he just he won't leave you alone. No, He'll he follow loves you. you. That's yeah. his whole thing. From the time he was a puppy, he yeah. just wants love. And now they leave. And then we had the blizzard two weeks ago. He was out in it. We literally had a blizzard yeah, yeah. in Missouri for the first time ever in known history. And they leave him out in it to, like, trot over the I saw snow. his paw prints in, like, three foot of snow. All over the place. Which must come up to his head, like, over his head. And yet he's just the nicest, nicest little... And I don't even like animals at all. No, he is a cool nice dog. dog. I mean, if I go out to get the mail and he comes up to me, if I pay him any attention, he comes all the way back to the door and he wants to come in the he's house. Like, oh, oh, he sit, he talk, stands at the door talking, and I feel bad shutting the door. Yeah. You're talking to me. You're talking to me. Yeah, yeah. And then when I have to shut the door, I'm like, oh... Thing. And yeah. he doesn't hardly bark. He'll bark at um, squirrels and stuff. He's and he barks at the people in their house now if he wants to go in and they don't let him He come chases in. Um, squirrels around in the summer, doesn't he? He's, he's <laughs> really fast when he's running around. I'm sure these people care nothing about Buddy. But And the only reason I know his name is Buddy is because the other neighbor lady, not the neighbor who's owned him, yes, who, who's, she loves him and she feeds him and she talks to him and she cares about him. She lets him come on her porch when it's snowing or raining because they don't have a cover on their porch and she has a little bed there for him and everything. Oh, so sweet. Anyway, uh, finally on my game uh, <laughs> off topic, uh, no more games this week, but next week or this Tuesday, it's a huge release. It's Marvel vs. Capcom 3, which is time to get my arcade stick out again because oh, nice. it is um, Street Fighter versus the Marvel characters. Um, so, um, you know, Ryu versus Spider-Man. Oh, is Spider-Man a Marvel character? He is. Or is he a DC character? No, he's Marvel, isn't he? Yeah, Iron Man, you know, all the... Superman's DC, right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, Marvel versus Capcom 3. It's done with the Street Fighter um, engine. So it looks amazing, but it's a, you know, big fighting game. The biggest Someone like Walmart be like, oh, how could you not know for sure who's what? Well, I'm not a comic person. (laughs) Not at all. So yeah, that'll be that's out this week, and uh, we'll be checking that out. So uh, what have you got? What's for dinner? For dinner, as per your request, the Rubenesque sandwiches, which is the tofu cooked with the spices. They're and really seasonings. good. Oh yes, I uh, recommend them highly. And it has to be on the wheat bread. Yeah, I've got the bread. well, I've got the health nut wheat, whole mm. wheat bread, yeah, bread, grainy bread. Um, I mean, you tried to give it me on a thin bun once, and I was like, which you love. Don't give it me on a thin bun. I want it on the wheat. Yeah, bread. Yeah, I was pissed. Uh, Went to all that trouble, then you're like, can you take it off of there, please? I didn't say it like that. 
You did. That's how I heard it. And <laughs> we're having mash to go with it, which will be parsnip, potato, sweet potato, carrots, all cooked and mashed up together with some of that pea sauce that I made that time. Because I didn't have anything else, and I made some gravy out of a can of peas. And that's what we're having. And then we're going to have some cookies. All right. Anything else? No. Nothing at all? I got nothing. Nothing? You've not been drawing? You've not been... Well... Making recipes or... Yes. Every day. I told a friend of mine that I would write for her every day this year a recipe and send it to her. And then that kind of turned into... January was tofu month, and so I sort of... Every day, either just fabricated something from my mind that I thought would be really good, or something that I did cook, or something that I read, but then I wanted to adjust, and then I would adjust it for my own self. And then I sort of write, you know, my own stuff. And sometimes they're different. Once was just a, a haiku about tofu, and it was a recipe in and of itself. So it was called haifu. <laughs> that was the and within that, format was the whole thing like and then another time i did like this quiz which is supposed to be like a like, can you go and see this anywhere no absolutely not no, it is re- it, no it is reserved for my friend and her sister as per their request and i went on your i sent it to my mother but my mother never reads her gmail so pff. i went on sitar.com and i saw an interesting pictorial of a your camera in the uh, grocery store yeah i took my camera to the grocery store one day because I think I talked about this. Yeah, I read it. I mean, I talked about it on here, didn't I? That I said, you know, I've been to Mexico in the last last year. And then I this went to is Germany, what I read. And then I went to Germany last year. And when you go to these places where you don't speak the language and like a truck drives by you on the road, you're like in awe. Like, oh, look at that truck. It's all in Spanish. Oh, look, it's all in German. And it's like, it's just a truck, right? But it's awesome because you go to the grocery store and you can un- you understand nothing, basically. I mean, there's a lot of English, but still, it's different. And you're like, oh, look at this. I'm taking a picture. I'm taking a picture. I'm taking a picture. I took 2,000 pictures in Germany. So then I thought, well, why don't I see my store like that? Because I go there every day. It's so, just as weird and as, as like, intriguing. So yeah. I took my camera to the grocery store and took pictures. Interestingly enough, I was listening to a podcast this week and they were talking, it was an indie game developer talking about making this new game, right? And what he was saying was, he wants his new game to convey this feeling. He's English, British. When he goes to Japan, everything is fanciful. He says even going to the toilet is like an amazing experience. Because you've never done it. When he comes to America, it's pretty much like England, a little bit bigger. There's not really as much... As you would know. So what he wants to do with a game is encapsulate what makes something like going to Japan so where you feel out of your element, everything feels it's fantastical. stimulating and exciting. He wants to make that vibe into a game. And that's, I, don't, I don't mean make a game that's just like Japan. I mean no, make a game mean. that kind of throws everything that you know as a Western person out the window and you have to kind of relearn the whole thing. <laughs> and it is true because you... Because that is a feeling things. people like. You go into a grocery store like in Mexico and I go into a village like where my mom lived like a small town kind of place not like when we went to Puerto Vallarta but then there's like this little town then little, little villages where we went into this store and... It's like my mom asked if they had any of their bread pudding 
for example, and the lady, and my mom's kind of struggling to ask for it because she doesn't speak total Spanish and the lady doesn't speak English. And the lady, they get the point, and the lady goes back to the freezer and brings out this styrofoam bowl of bread pudding that they had made goodness knows when, with a little piece of plastic over it. Right. And my mom's like, yeah, that's it, that's it. Now I think of going to our high V or Walmart, and you're like, it doesn't apply. The idea that they've got some homemade shit in a cooler somewhere that you can buy that you don't know, it's not regulated, it's not anything. So it's so, it's so, it's stimulating because you're like, it's just different. But then if you did that every day... It wouldn't be that. So that's why I thought my grocery store, my trip, you know, I love multiples and I love the aisles of the grocery store even though I hate, I don't know, it's like a weird combination. So I took loads of pictures and as you saw, they're kind of from different perspectives. Maybe not creative and unique, but different, you know. All right. So and then that recipe thing, I'm still doing it. This February is art month, so every single day is either an element or a principle of art that I... I won't say define, because, you know, I'm not, I don't let other people think for me. So because someone else decides what shapes are doesn't mean that's what I think. And so then I add my own little take, and uh, every day is a drawing that I have done, or that I've done for just that day. And then I don't know what March is going to be. You have any suggestions? No, off the top of my head. Because it comes with a recipe, and then some other thing, and something I write. Um, Sometimes it's long, and outrageous and sometimes it's like you know two but paragraphs. nobody can experience this no just these two ladies so it's worth telling them all about it well <laughs> anyway you know what it does it's like a stimulate and you know me i don't like structure and i don't like routine but every day when i go to put this together or sometimes i'm a day behind because i'm at work or something like that it's like my mind cracks open and i get to dike I don't know. Like, it's awesome. So if anybody out there wants... It's like a diary almost. An everyday um, spilling of just random things. It's good. It's stimulating. It's good. Do you want to read them? I don't think you would put in the time. Uh, you just, just share the thing on Google with me. I can. I did. I can oh, my niece. Reading. I shared them with my niece as well to, for her to read. And then I'll just share it with everybody. No. <laughs> All right, so, so uh, thanks for listening <coughs> to uh, Sid Talks Coffee, and thanks for listening to the show. Uh, I want to remind you about our websites, aschoolie.com and sidtalk.com. Sidtalk.com, where you cannot read Sid Talks' uh, daily thing, but you can see our pictures from the supermarket. Um, you can catch us both on Twitter, Facebook, Xbox Live, YouTube, the Zoom Marketplace, the iTunes Music Store. Or just go to ascully.com, that's A-S-C-U-L-L-Y.com, click on the word podcast, subscribe, listen, everything you want to do with concerning this podcast on that page. Email feedback to me at ascully.com. Uh, Sid Talk doesn't want you to read her stuff, doesn't want you to email her, basically wants to live a private life away <laughs> from on, you all. Let's be honest, nobody gives a shit. My friends like it because it's direct, my friend specifically, it's, it's for her. Right? This one friend. She then wanted her sister to read it. And I said, that's fine. And so I sent it to both of them. And they both react or comment on a lot of them and whatnot. And, uh, I mean, you know. It's, so, not a, it's not a commodity. And I want to um, say, um, stay classy, um, Oscar. Annette Benning. I was going to say Oscar, because the Oscars are coming up. And we looked up this week what the Oscar meant. And it's kind of... Fuck. Nobody really knows. It's fuzzy. It's kind of don't really know. It's like a 
So uh, yeah, stay classy, Mr. There's another best picture nominee. And I'm going to say think for yourself, everyone. Because if you don't do it, I'm telling you now, somebody is already figuring out how to do it for you.